You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room where we talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 124 where we're discussing the first look at Aquaman and Wonder Woman 84. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Welcome back, my dude. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, it was, we missed you last week. We missed your opinion on Deadpool. Mm, yeah, Deadpool that's right. 2, I should say. Love that film. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. If you want to hear our review, Sanjay mind review, go back one episode and check that out. It's at the back end of the episode. But we're here a fresh week in Nerd and a fresh week to discuss everything that these three big franchises have chucked at us and dc it's dc's time to shine and they've certainly taken that up we are rolling really close to san diego comic-con 2018 and they seem to be ramping up their whole hype train when it comes to these next two films that we're going to discuss in quite a bit of detail at the end of this episode and that's aquaman and wonder woman 84 i am super pumped after seeing these first looks for both of these films now. Wow, like Tim, are you feeling okay? Dude, I'm feeling great. <laughs> like uh, it's it's the first time that I can confidently say with this universe that I feel like they're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had a great outing with Wonder Woman and Justice League was better. But this time I'm seeing two films that feel very different from what we've seen in the past on two characters I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seems like they're getting their footing, you know, they're they're following a correct path now and you know, I'm excited. It's an exciting time to be a fan of DC, Marvel or Star Wars. Like, yeah. I it, definitely it's agree. fun. I mean, isn't it so much better when everything is nice and positive? Yeah, it's just, just high fiving. Yeah, I, I'm not used to this. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Maybe I'm gonna. You don't know my opinion. Maybe I hate those photos of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And based on your Twitter response, <laughs> I'm gonna say that's a big fat lie. <laughs> but we are gonna get into all of that discussion. Like I said at the back end of the episode. But first things first, guys. We gotta get into. Our week in nerd. This is how we always kick off the podcast. Just discussing how the past week has been in primarily comics and collecting. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll know that Troy had a very big moment this past week. Mm-hmm. His collection has grown by one substantial piece. And I'm excited <laughs> to hear your reaction. Troy, tell me about it. Oh, tell man. me about it. Yeah. Oh, man. So the time's finally come. It came earlier than I thought. Um, so if you guys listened to us before, Christmas time, I received the news that I was getting the almighty gift of the Hot Toys Sideshow Anakin Skywalker. And uh, it's meant to come in July, actually. But my wife surprised me and got a little earlier Father's Day gift. And wow. man, this is just... You know, I came down that morning to get some breakfast, to get some pancakes. <laughs> and I just walked right into the kitchen, you know, making my pancakes. Then did like a double take. And my wife just had the toy just there displayed in the box. And I was like, oh my God, you know, just losing it. My kid's like, daddy, you know, look, because she, yeah. she's all about Anakin, too. So I grabbed this thing up and I right away opened it up and <laughs> took some pictures for you guys out there following me on Twitter. And yeah. I was just blown away by the detail in this figure. The articulation is obviously great, but I haven't had a chance to really just mold it because I'm like still cautious, you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't like I know how Marvel Legends bend and I know how 
the Black Series work, but I'm really like it's completely new for me experiencing uh, these these hot toys, and I just couldn't believe the articulation, not just the articulation, sorry, but the cloth material, the hair, the eyes, the the hands. I think I got like four hands for each, yeah. including like an also an arm with a lightsaber that lights up. Ooh. That's battery operated. Got Count Dooku's lightsaber in there and well as well, and the, oh, the detail in this lightsaber is just crazy you know so right away i'm trying to bust out all these uh poses from revenge of the sith because obviously i watched that right after and i went right to mustafar <laughs> and i watched that whole scene and uh, just blown away by this figure man and, and obviously right away after i went on to a hot toys website i went on to big bad toys shout out to those guys and i looked up a couple other figures down the pipeline so i'm looking at that finn from force awakens yes. the lightsaber he looks great and um they announced we're going to count dooku but i'm going to stay away from that one but uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi from Revenge of the Sith. Nice. I gotta get oh. my hands on that. You have to now. Yeah, so I think he comes out in April next year, 2019. So it gives you a lot of time to pay it off. Exactly, yeah. right? It's, it's perfect that way. So it just they, gives me a time to yeah, go through it. They do a payment plan as well, right? That's right. So you they can do. buy it and pay like 40 bucks a month or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you get it, it's not like, whoa, it's a huge it's, hit. Exactly. I, I think Finn is actually he's priced relatively well on the Big Bad website. I didn't find him at our local comic book shop, but I know I will go through our local comic book shop for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So, nice. Oh, That's awesome. Now, how's, how's your focus shifted now? Now that you've gotten your hands for the first time on your own sideshow. What is that? What are they? Sideshow uh, Hot Toys? Hot Toys. Sorry. Yes. I, I, was, I wanted to say Marvel Select. I was like, that is not bad. <laughs> but uh, has it changed? Like, have you, do you have a new perception now? Do you have a new focus? Is the Black Series, is the Legends going to take a back seat now? It really is because, you know, uh, even though in the back of my head I knew Anakin was coming in July, I was like seeing all these Marvel Legends because we're going to hit hard with Marvel Legends. And yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, we got that X Men wave coming up with. Uh, with Wolverine and uh, a couple other characters that looks really good. Wolverine on a motorbike now too. Spidey has some cool stuff coming out um, from the um, House of M. So, so many cool toys coming out and obviously still a Black Series. And I still got my hands on the thing when he's released to complete my Fantastic Four set. And um, I got this Anakin and all that just disappeared. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. All the Marvel Legends stuff. So I'm still going to focus hard on the Black Series. Yes. And the Marvel Legends, there might be a couple little things I'm going to try and collect. I'm still going to try and get that 90s Jim Lee Cyclops. But for the most part, man, I'm just getting like a new shelf and just putting those hot toys up on nice. display. And, uh, Are you going to veer into Marvel hot toys? I don't know. See, that's, that's the question, right? Because I am giving up the Marvel Legends. But I still need some kind of Marvel, you know, coming in. Like a Spidey. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I'm sure so you can be enticed by one. I might. But you know what? The thing is, I like the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2 yeah. hot toy. I'm not big fan of the Homecoming because the material just looks kind of weird yeah. for me. I've seen it displayed and it looks kind of like more doll-like as opposed to like like the hot mm-hmm. toys. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. That's a, that's a good question. Ah, ah. Man, I'm excited to come over and check yeah, it out. Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, you guys got to come I, and I'm, check I'm a little out. nervous though. Because yeah. I'm worried that I'm going to love it so much <laughs> that I'm also going to find myself down this dark path. Yeah, it's, it's, it's especially like when I've seen these troopers now, and I'm definitely going to get a Vader, uh, the Empire Strikes Back Vader. And Ooh, you know, you're killing me here, man. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, but like you, you can relate too when it comes to these figures, especially with like the Elite series, the ones that have like the helmets on, they're always done on like, such another level. Way better. Mm-hmm. And same with you get to the hot toys. Like this looks like Hayden Christensen, don't get me wrong, but I've seen like the Vaders. We've all seen them at our local comic yeah. book shop. Yeah. And it just looks, unreal well it looks too real yeah so i'm nervous i i did in the past yes i put a pre-order in for the guardians of the galaxy thanos on the the big chair the rock chair oh yeah 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 but i ended up canceling it it was like five or six hundred bucks and i did get my i got the refund and all that i just figured 
went down the path of Marvel Legends and yeah. Black Series, I was like, I can't get into this right now. Mm-hmm. But if I can find something like a that cap, a cap figure, yeah. or something that has a really good likeness, or like you said, a Vader. The, I love, oh. love the troopers, helmeted figures. They look so much better. They look yeah. fantastic. I'm curious. So that, that Thanos, was that like a deluxe set? Like he came with a throne? Or could you get Thanos without the throne? I know no, it's a those. big deluxe set. It is a big it's deluxe set. It's actually at another dimension right. here in Calgary. Still over there, okay. Yeah, you can cool. see him on the throne. At some point, they had it out displayed, which it was. it's pretty badass, Oof. but it's still not the same likeness that we got in Infinity War because it seemed like they still had a, were evolving that yeah. character look. And so it doesn't look exactly That's the right. same. So yeah. I'd be more inclined to do like an Infinity War Thanos Good call. as opposed to this Guardian Thanos. So, right. and maybe I'll get it for a little cheaper. Like I'd be more willing to do like three, four... Yes. But that means I have to cut back on something else. And I'm not willing yeah. to cut. I've cut a lot recently. <laughs> but I'm not willing to cut that out. And I'm lucky enough that I did find. Yes. I got a little bit of my Thanos hit with the Funko Pop. I've been hunting for it for a while. The Infinity War Funko Pop. Couldn't find it. Finally got it. It's got the gauntlet on. Love it. Thanos is my dude. What again? Another one of my slight focuses as I try to narrow down everything in collecting here. And then I also was able to grab the first Ant-Man of the Wasp figure that I've seen. I got nice. the Ant-Man with yes. the Paul Rudd likeness. Holy moly. Like we've been talking <laughs> about how good the hot toys are here. Yeah. But these these legends, they're they yeah, they're a step behind. Yeah. But they're also a tenth of the price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this Paul Rudd likeness on this Ant-Man and the Wasp figure, brilliant. Absolutely love it. I can't wait to get my hands on the rest of these legends. I'm yeah. really excited about it now. About the Legends collecting, get into the MCU. This wave looks great. We've got Thor, Black Widow from Infinity War, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. And we also even got a, the Luke Cage coming up with, uh, not Night Nurse, but whatever her character is. Rosie Dawson's character. Yeah, Night oh. Nurse-ish. Yeah, <laughs> they see, I've seen them coming up. They're not out yet, but yeah. that's coming down. Interesting. Yeah. So you can so really complete that whole MCU you know, yeah. kind of look going on. Well, they're the only ones we're missing. And also, yeah. I guess we're coming up with San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to see a lot of toy reveals. Yeah. Well, we, we got our hands, well, not on it, but we've seen the Han Solo yeah. from Empire, yeah. like the Hoth kind of look. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Or not Hoth, sorry. It's the, what planet do they land on when he has to bring out the mask? Oh, it's, it's, uh, Empire, it's with but... the uh, Minox. Yes. Yes, it's yeah. got, like, it's got a really cool, the, uh, it's the one of the exclusives, isn't it? It is one of the exclusives, yeah. yeah. it has this box that opens up. He's yeah. got the mask on. It's when he, they're in the belly of the space slug. Exactly. And you get the Minox and all that. Quite expensive. Yeah. But did you also see the reveal from SCCC 2018 of the Funko Pops for Star Wars? I have it. I tweeted it at you. I didn't know oh, you really? see it. It is Cad Bane. No way. Yes. Cad Bane Funko? <laughs> yeah. Because that's the baddest bounty hunter out there. Yeah. So I might have to get that one. Yeah. Shoot. And they also released a wave of Clone Wars Funko Pops, and one of them is Anakin. What? Yes. Oh, man. It's like the year of Anakin and Spider-Man. All, yeah. all, all my favorites. You're in okay. trouble. You're in trouble. I am in trouble. Um, shoot, that's crazy. Did you also see, and I was confused about this, when they have like that Ray and Kylo Ren um, Starkiller base set going on again? Yeah, it's one of those like masterpiece sets. You know, that's the ones, what I thought, right? Yeah, the ones but, that we've seen in Toys R Us and that. But when you look close, you see, and this must be an error, because if you look close at Kylo Ren, he has articulation, but Ray doesn't. So oh, if you weird. look at Kylo Ren again, his ankle has like the brakes for articulation, his knees. So I don't know what they did there with that photo. It can't be right, though. I'm sure, sure it has to be like a masterpiece set, like you mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the one we saw, and I think you mentioned this in the past, with Luke Skywalker. Exactly. With, the Vader. The, yeah, the Vader yeah. In, on, from Empire. And then you got the Ray, I believe, as well, from yeah. Force Awakens. That's what, yeah, exactly. Oh, I think yeah. it has to be that, but maybe it's just not complete photos yet. Like Maybe they're not done, because if yeah. you look at Kylo Ren, there's articulation. They're just stuck in, in a black series. This is really approximately weird. what it'll look like. Yeah, <laughs> really weird. Sanjay, my dude, how has your weekend nerd been? Uh, not that exciting as you guys. You guys crushing it in the weekend nerd. But uh, I did ma- manage to make my way to Sunrise Records. And, uh, you know, it's a store that took over from 
HMV here in Canada after that went under. And, you know, everyone who knows me knows I'm a big steelbook collector now. And I able I was able to pick up the Pacific Rim 2 steelbook nice. from there. They have a couple of exclusives. You know, they had that Justice League with the lenticular cover. Wonder Woman, same thing. Um, like Dark Tower. So they get, like, most of the second exclusives. If Best Buy doesn't carry it, then they'll carry it. But I actually prefer Sunrise because they have them in stock at store. So you can actually go and look them over and see which one you want. As nice. opposed to Best Buy where they just ship it to you and they don't really have a lot of in store. This guy has like four and five at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's their fault. I mean, if they're just going to ship them to me, I'm going to order more and return them. So. Yeah, because they <laughs> often come dented. Yeah, it's so frustrating. But uh, luckily I picked up a clean copy of Pacific Rim 2. Still haven't seen it, but I'll check it out. Yeah, Troy's got that in the fantasy pool. I did have that one in there. I don't think Didn't it did do very that well. great. No, no I don't think all. it matters when you have Black Panther. No, <laughs> you could have chosen like nothing else and still beat me. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm coming up on your heels now. I know you're getting, there. You're getting there. Because this weekend in the box office, Incredibles two debuted to 182 million dollars. So this far exceeds the previous record holder for an animation debut, which was Finding Dory at $135 million. Another Disney property. Another Disney wow. property. Yeah. Disney is having a freaking year. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Unbelievable. And now as this recording, Incredibles 2 has grossed $206 million domestically which now outgrosses Solo. Has so, it opened worldwide too? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure on what its global take was. Wow. But so, it's substantial. It's Pixar, right? And then you got Jurassic Park coming around the pipe too, which is also Next in the draft. Next week. Yes. 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 This is the week of Tim. Yes, it is. So I'm almost <laughs> out of films. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, at the start of this year, we did a box office fantasy pool where we each picked five or six films, kind of in a snake order here. And unfortunately for Sanjay, he took Solo in the first spot. It seemed like a safe pick, you know. To be fair, if I was up first, I would have also taken Solo. So it's nothing on you. Nothing on you. I shouldn't have won that rock, paper, scissors we had before we picked. Yeah, Troy Troy got the, I wouldn't consider Dark Horse, but when we're talking about big money, probably the Dark Horse. But I ended up with Incredibles 2 and Jurassic World in the third and fourth spot. So I'm hoping for a big weekend a big cleanup right there. I need these two films to perform to catch up to Troy, who's cleared a billion dollars. I'm not even at half a billion. <laughs> Sunjay's almost at 200 million. I'm puttering around here, you know. But I'm you have a even... big back end of the year. You're, you're yeah. very focused. Like as of the end of summer, I'm done. You got Venom and you got Venom, Aquaman, Aquaman, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, so and you got Mission Impossible. Yeah. So I've only had one come out. Yeah. See, I'm banking on my boy Spidey again because that Into the Spider-Verse trailer, you guys covered yeah. that. Yeah. Looks oh. dope. And as well, Wreck-It Ralph yeah. too. So, oh, which I yeah. love that trailer too. That's yeah. a kind of cool trailer. Oh really, really my really goodness, cool. such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney, another hit that they're going to have on their hands. That's yeah. crazy. And that's Disney yeah. studio. That's not even Pixar. Yeah. That's yeah. Disney. Now you mentioned Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now oh, yeah. we did cover that trailer last week. Yeah. But being the Spidey guy, being the man on the podcast yes, that has that that Spider-Man focus. I got to hear a bit of your thoughts on that trailer. Oh, man. This is so cool, clean-cut looking. You know, the animation, you guys mentioned it too. There's a sequence as well, like when Miles is jumping over the car, which yes. is so cool because it's kind of like a throwback to Spidey in the comics when he first learns his powers, but he jumps to the wall. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Sam Raimi tried doing that too. But the animation is so fluent and cool. Uh, Lauren Miller behind this, you know, at least producing-wise, which looks great. I love the relationship between Miles and his dad right off the bat with... Um, with uh, uh davis uh i believe it's davis uh is his dad which is cool 
cool. He's a cop here, which is neat because in the comics he's actually a shield agent, well, an ex shield agent. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I think you mentioned maybe they're going to kill him off. I, I hope they don't. They haven't killed him off yet in the comics. So okay, thank goodness. Hopefully he stays there. <laughs> um, the cool thing too is like the Spider Man reveal, and he's like an older yeah. Spider Man. See, because I thought he was already going to be dead, and then Miles steps up to the plate, but it looks like Spidey is around. The Peter Parker Spider Man is mm-hmm. around, and Miles must have got bit by Spider Two. Um, which just looks fantastic. I can't wait for this movie. It's going to be a great relationship to watch on screen. It's something we may never see in the MCU, but it's something that I think in this universe that they're constructing, and I think Sony could really do well with this. Yeah. If they do this film right, and it looks like they're going to hit all of those beats. Well, and the cool thing, too, about this is I like that Sony's kind of beat DC here to the punch. Because for a long time, people have been asking for a Batman Beyond film. And this is basically, you could have done this. Like, Terry McGinnis' relationship with Bruce uh, Wayne, an older Bruce Wayne. But here, we're getting, like, the older Peter Parker with a young new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. But it's going to be more kiddie and joking and friendly. But we're still going to have some dark themes, I'm sure, behind it. And then, yeah, the Gwen Stacy reveal at the end. Oh, that's right. Which is is cool. Spider-Gwen. I love how she landed. On her toes. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. I'm just interested to see how they're wrapping this all together because in the comics, it's separate universes. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Spider was here, Miles Morales was their ultimate, and then Gwen Stacy's in her own yeah. universe. So it's just interesting to see how they're going to wrap them all together. But yeah, uh, yeah wait, it's, it's very exciting stuff they're yeah. doing there. I'm yeah, pretty I, pumped. Yeah. The animation studio, I mean, that's one thing like the Marvel hasn't really grasped yet is like they're straight to DVD or straight to Blu ray videos. Yeah. They don't make them a lot anymore. And they don't see a lot. I mean, with Disney purchasing Marvel, you thought, okay, there's this great opportunity where they can just make and put out these wonderful cartoon adaptations like DC's doing, like a Secret Wars or like a Onslaught or something like that, right. you know. But thankfully, you know, this is the first of hopefully many because I'd love to see more of these. Definitely. Yeah, I think this is the avenue they can go. And if they do and they hit hard with this film, you could see this universe explode. Definitely. This Spider-Man universe alone. Right. There's enough of a rose gallery there. And there's also enough of a following behind Spider-Man to actually prop this up. Definitely. So you could do a lot with this. Oh, I'm super excited oh, about yeah. this. And I'm super excited about Marvel because shifting over to the news this week in Marvel. Now, it is mostly based off of rumors or rumors-ish. But Marvel was over at Cinema Europe. Or whatever it was, some big conference over there. And we talked about it last week about the rumblings that an Aquaman trailer may debut. Now, we still haven't gotten that. Yeah. And we may get it in the run up here to Jurassic World's The Fallen Kingdom. But Marvel did have a presence there as well. Now, there's all these rumors running around late, late last week that they did show some Avengers 4 footage. And we know that's filmed. They're in post production at this point because they filmed at the same time as Infinity War. But those rumors have turned out to be false. So io9 and marvel cosmic did confirm that anything coming out of there with regards to footage is actually fake there was also a title that was leaked or leaked in air quotes i'm doing here (laughs) called avengers fallen heroes now i don't like that title (laughs) either but apparently that's all fake all they did show with regards to avengers 4 was a video of kevin feige kind of talking about some of the process and the fact that he didn't have a lot to use as far as heroes anymore to do advertising and so it was kind of just him bantering a bit with the crowd and kind of hyping things up now they did show a sizzle reel for captain marvel that's been in production now for a couple months. We've seen the set photos. We've seen the tease at the end of Avengers Infinity War. Now, this film is due for a trailer probably here at the end of summer, maybe. I'm not I'm not sure we're going to get one at D23 here in mm. July. But again, they may start to show scissor reels like this. So we may get at least some description as to what we're going to see here. And from all what I'm seeing on the internet here is that it looks really good. And I'm super <laughs> excited for this hero. 
to take the lead in Marvel Phase 4, because that's what they're kind of implying here, is that they're going through some of her various power sets, trying to explain a few things, some exposition there, but really it's about her going forward. She's going to take that mantle from, say, Captain America. Yes. And run with it. She's going to be the big focal point. Now, whether there's still an Iron Man around or whomever to allow some more transition, but this mantle or this torch seemingly is going to be passed in Avengers 4. We saw a couple weeks ago that we discussed that leaked image, that promo image. She's standing tall with the original six Avengers plus a few of the Guardians and that. So it looks like that this is going to be a big torch-passing film in Avengers 4, and we're going to get our first introduction next March with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. What are you guys, are you, are you excited to see the first footage here from Captain Marvel? Excited to see this, this scissor reel potentially in the next month or so? Yeah, definitely. Um, this is cool. I think it's the time now more than ever, I mean, for them to start pushing Captain Marvel. I think we're going to get a huge push, like you mentioned. And uh, I think who better to do it in for at least a female presence than Captain Marvel. Yeah. This is going to be cool. We're going to have like two Captain Marvels, I guess, coming out next year. We're going to have yeah. Shazam. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, the real Captain Marvel here, or I guess the real one, we could I, say I now. Guess the new one. The new one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see her presence and just to see her interaction. You know, the cool thing in this MCU universe is these these great dynamic actors and actresses that we have and see them all work together from Kate Blanchett to obviously uh, Robert Downey Jr. and all these characters are actors. So I just can't wait to see them all gel together. And um, man, this is looking good. I think all the effort should be put on Captain Marvel right now. Like yeah. We can pump the brakes on Infinity War because we're all riding that high anyways. But just go full steam ahead on Captain Marvel and give her the biggest yeah. push. They almost don't really need to promote Avengers 4. They don't. They no. just yeah. say, hey, it's going to be in theaters on May whatever, 2019, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's going to go. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, when does the film come out? March, some odd, March 14th, 19th, 12th, something like that, 2019. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, March seems to be, like, a busy time because you got uh, X-Men Days, or not Days of Future, but X-Men Dark Phoenix coming yeah. out around that time, some other big titles coming in from Disney. So, I mean, they really got to pump this thing up or else it might get lost in the shuffle. Oh, I'm... I don't think it's going to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this. You know, this is going to be something different from Marvel. It's their first uh, movie with a female lead, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this is this is exciting. Um it takes place in the 90s, and I love the 90s, so I hope there's a lot of great 90s references in here. Oh, there ought to be. Maybe Captain Marvel's rocking the Rachel haircut? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> <Yeah>. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know much about the character. Like, I never read a Captain Marvel book. I don't even think I've read very many Avengers titles with her in it. She may have just been like a peripheral character, but she never really was like the main character. So it's good. I mean, if they're going to pump her and she's going to be like the lead in phase four, it's good that we're getting her own solo film. And, you know, she'll probably be in Avengers four, I'm assuming. Definitely. Definitely. So it's exciting. I I'm ex I want to see more and I definitely want to see something because yeah. um, I've only seen some um, shots of her costume. So I just I just want to see more, you know. I think we'll be treated to this in sometime in the not-too-distant future. So really exciting stuff. Now, guys, we're, we're coming off the heels of Avengers Infinity War here, one of the biggest films of all time. It crossed that $2 billion mark at the Internet or the global box office last week. And we had made an assumption here that everyone had seen this film based purely off the box office. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that it was one man who <laughs> stood alone and had not seen this. Now, a good friend of the show, Mark Godsiff, formerly of Talk Stores, he wrote us in a question here, and it turns out that he has just seen the film. So one of the last remaining humans on the planet <laughs> to not see Avengers Infinity War. Now, he comes at us with a bit of a question with regards 
to the timeline and also a theory. Now, if you guys remember back in the past, Mark has come to us with a couple MCU theories, one in particular with how to integrate the Fantastic Four into the MCU. And it's something that we've raved about numerous times on the podcast. That's something you can go back on the nerdroom.net, check out his written description of it. Absolutely brilliant stuff here. Now, he's got another theory that he's going to put forward here in his question for this week. Now, I'm going to read it out here. And then we're going to kind of break this up. First, we're going to go through his first initial thoughts on some of the error in the Marvel timeline. And then we'll go into his theory here. But he writes, hi, guys, I've just seen Avengers Infinity War in brackets. Yes, I was the last one to see it. (laughs) And I loved it. In fact, I was surprised how impressed I was by the movie. I did, however, identify slight continuity error. In the movie, Tony Stark tells Doctor Strange that Thanos has been in his head for six years since the attack on New York City. But in the Spider-Man Homecoming title card says that the events of Spider-Man movie take place eight years after the events of the attack on New York. Why the two-year disparity? Is there an error in the MCU timeline? So we discussed this, I think, on our review, and it seems that it's been widely acknowledged that that continuity error that is brought about in Spider-Man Homecoming is more or less retconned by this film. Mm -hmm. They just can simply change that and make it six years instead of eight years in the future. And it bugged us even when when we were first watching Spider-Man Homecoming, I believe, Mm -hmm. that this doesn't make any sense. Like, why is it so far? Like, it just, it didn't. Clean that up. Because usually the release year of the films is approximately when they happen, unless otherwise stated. So Mm -hmm. Civil War happened in 2016. This would have placed, I believe, Spider-Man Homecoming at 2020 which makes no sense that it was like four years removed from civil war from civil war yeah, yeah. the movie itself i think is meant to be like six months or three months later yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so that never made sense right. just right out of the gate yeah. and now you put this movie in and yes this puts us in 2018 that we have the events of thanos attacking planet earth and all this and gathering the infinity stones so yeah that was, it's a good pull and it's something that we almost i believe in our spider-man homecoming review we felt that, okay, Marvel's kind of given up on finite dates. It's more about sequencing of films. And as someone that loves continuity, I struggle with that. (laughs) But as long as they're keeping up with the references are in the right order, I think that's okay. But they seemingly have acknowledged that and fixed it. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. But a good pull. Now, the second part of his question here comes into the theory bit, and I've been pretty excited about this, actually. So he says, okay, let's set the little air aside, or I'd like to ask your opinion on a little prediction. In the movie, Doctor Strange heads forward in time to explore their options to find out that almost 15 million attempts to beat Thanos and only one succeeds. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that is why he made the deal with Thanos, spare Stark, and you can have the time zone. Very much correct, sir. Strange clearly saw the future and how Thanos would eventually be defeated. Did it include the Time Stone? Here is his theory. In the original Secret Wars, Doom was convinced by Claw that he might have to have a stray thought that would reincarnate Captain America and that Cap would go on to revive and restore the other heroes. This idea gets into Doom's mind and eventually it plays out in that exact way. Doom's stray thought undoes everything he achieved. Do you think Avengers 4 could play with this idea a little? My first thought was that Thanos would dream of Gamora and that she would place this idea in his subconscious, restore the universe to its former state. Hence, Thanos would be responsible for reviving the dead heroes using the time zone, which would bring about his downfall. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this idea. Also, if they don't call the next film Avengers 
Infinity War Endgame or Avengers Endgame, then they're doing something wrong. Love you guys. Love the show. Yada, yada, yada. Mark. <laughs> All right. So Mark hits us here with another big theory. This goes back to Secret Wars. Now, he recently tweeted at us saying that he had gone through and we had inspired him in going back to Secret Wars. This is one nice. of his favorite comic book runs of all time. So I'm happy that he's gone back to, to reading Marvel. He even added us a couple of days ago, I think yesterday, and he had found a bunch of Spidey comics in his attic. I think I saw that. Yeah, oh, those are some yeah, awesome comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the Spider-Man No More. I yes. Think yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man turned his back on the yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. So what do you guys think of this? Now, Thanos getting some idea planted in his head the same way that Doom did and undoing everything that he's done. Now, the one thing I'd like about this, and one thing I'll throw on the table before you guys have a go at this, is that if you go to the comics, if you go into Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos' big fatal flaw is he doesn't think that he actually can accomplish or do something. So that eventually is his, his almost lack of confidence in himself and what he deserves is his final undoing, which kind of parallels this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it pulls from a completely different storyline. So what are you guys' thoughts on Thanos actually being the one that undoes everything because of a stray thought or a seed or an idea that's seeded by Gamora. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that would really play well with how Avengers 3 ended. Because, you know, right now he's pretty much invincible. So the heroes, half the heroes are gone. So no matter who they're bringing in, no one's going to be strong enough to take out Thanos. So it's going to have to be some sort of workaround where they had to outsmart Thanos or do something like that. Or, as he mentions, Thanos does it himself. Which would be brilliant. So I could totally see something like that happening. And I think I think it's a lot better than if they just take the time stone and just like reverse it or something. It's something more where Thanos does it himself. You know, it's not like the heroes steal the gauntlet or something. I don't think they're going to go down that route. So, you know, I've, I've been playing this scenario in my head. How, how is it going to reverse time or unfold or unkill all the heroes? So I, I like this idea. I really hope they go with it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it brings a little bit more weight to Thanos' character because he's quite a complex character in Infinity War. That's right. And for her to have him almost undo everything subconsciously, it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the connection there between him and Gamora. I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense because it would be kind of tough to have any other hero go up against him and, and defeat him in yeah. any other way. I mean, right. what was it? in the original comics, didn't he become like cosmic himself? And yeah, the oh, yeah. And came off and Nebula took yeah. it and... Yeah, so and without having um, Adam Warlock in there to do some damage, I guess this kind of makes sense. It's, yeah, it's yeah, I, I like it. I dig it. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I think that they have to go somewhere that isn't simple. Definitely. Like not. the the answer or the thing that everyone's thinking. Okay, they've killed all these heroes. They've killed people like Black Panther, Spider Man. We know they're going to survive at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But how they get them back is going to be what makes the movie. Mm-hmm. It can't be a as simple as let's get the time stone and reverse everything. And even the way they portrayed the time stone in Dr. Strange, it's less about being able to go back and turn back time. Like he was doing it locally, but it wasn't making big leaps and jumps. It wasn't like he was turning back all the way. Now maybe they can with all the stones combined, but it has to be something like this. Now it has to be, or now does it have to be Thanos doing it? Maybe, maybe not. I think it adds a lot to the character and how for complex sure. he is. For sure. The only thing is I think they gave him his kind of spotlight already in the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if he does do it, I don't think it's going to be the same kind of, well, it'll be the same Thanos that we got last time around, just not as much of that Thanos yeah. because that was really his film. Yeah. I think this here, especially with scaling back the heroes that we've had, it's going to be focused on the core. Yeah, it's going to be a hero's Avengers. film. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. Now, what about his uh, his pull here about Inf- Avengers or in- Avengers Infinity War Endgame? As far as they they've mentioned this twice, we yeah. we talked about this in the past about 
this is the end game. And then there's also a quote from Stark somewhere. I can't remember. I don't know if it's Age of Ultron or what it is where he says, you know, this, that, that is the end game. So this has been mentioned twice mm-hmm. yeah. in foreshadowing. I, it's, it's, it was on the list. Yeah. It was on yeah. the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm still pull, pulling for Avengers Forever. Okay. Yeah. I like the storyline that that's based off because that makes sense about them going back and collecting heroes from different timelines right. and all this mm-hmm. type thing and them kind of coming together to defeat Thanos. Right. But I, I love this. You know, Mark Mark is always killing us with these oh, series. His theories are the best of planet when yeah. it comes to theories. Yeah. So, Ma- Mark, keep them coming. I'd, I'd love to hear, especially because you're kind of going back and reading some older comic books, is pulling from them, pulling from that source material and trying to kind of seed some ideas here because. Pulling from Secret Wars, like we've talked about this oh, in the yeah. past, right? About how much we'd like to see something like that happen. Yeah. I think even one of you guys mentioned that in the past about having a whole Secret Wars thing going on at some point down the line. Oh, that'd yeah. Be huge. Oh, for sure. That'd be, be awesome. So, again, Mark, thank you very much for emailing in. And we'd love to hear more of your theories, Absolutely. more of your questions. And again, coming a bit from the, the Star Wars end of things. I'd like to stay you to stay in this Marvel DC stuff. I'd like to see what you can bring to the table Definitely. here. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we've listened to you for years, your your Star Wars theories and all that. I want to hear more of this Marvel stuff, more even the DC stuff. Yeah. Oh man, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, bring those on, bring those theories, and yeah, man. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good, and you know, enjoying some of that that semi retirement, we'll call it, <laughs> from podcasting. And I can't wait to hear from you again. Maybe he'll come back wearing the four or five, like uh, oh, like Jordan. Yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah. But it ain't to play <laughs> games with you. So. Yeah, Jay Z, there. I got you. Don't call it. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Nice, oh, nice, nice references there. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, let's let's keep with Marvel here for a few seconds. We recently had, or we, I guess maybe not, fandom <laughs> in general. Maybe it's more the gaming community. E three just occurred, two thousand eighteen. Now we had a lot of reveals there, but one I want to focus in on here is Spider Man. This game that's coming out now. We've seen trailers for this for what seems like the last two years. Yes. Yeah. They've been teasing this now. There's a seven-minute trailer online right now that was shown at E3 that has the gameplay, everything from the gadgets to the web slinging to the rogues gallery. We're gonna see in here everyone from Electro to Rhino, Scorpion, Vulture. So they're playing off of this almost new Avengers storyline where they all escape from the raft, yep. and that appears to be kind of the crux, the story that's gonna kind of pull from to. I guess have your gameplay in. Yes, um, Troy, you're the big gamer, you're the oh, big yeah. Spider-Man guy. Yes, what are your thoughts on this new game? Now it does drop here September 7th, yeah. 2018. So we're not too far mm-hmm. away from it. Are you going to be getting this? And what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, I, 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 I got the crazy like super deluxe pre-order. Thing. <laughs> nice. It comes with like a statue, a sticker, nice. a comic, a steel book. Like oh I'm my going goodness, in. I'm going to have to steal that. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I took time off work just to watch this trailer. Like comes to Spidey, I don't mess around. And um, I think the debuted 2016 E3, yeah, yeah. the first trailer, and I was already blown away. Obviously, at that point, it's exclusively on the PlayStation 4. So go out there and get yourself a PS4 because it's the best system out there. But um, <laughs> just saying, no. But the trailer is great. It's like a seven minute trailer like you mentioned um all those cool villains that you mentioned you know from electro to um yeah we have electro we have rhino the rhino? rhino showed yeah, up there scorpion and then scorpion Vulture. and then there was another trailer too when he, or gameplay footage of him taking on shocker yeah which nice. is cool but the cool thing i'm excited for is martin lee mr negative uh appears which is oh, i'm a yeah. big fan of him he kind of came out in the brand new day era um he has a cool persona so he's uh his real identity is martin lee he's like, like a super nice guy he does some charity work 
But then his flip side is Mr. Negative when he's like a horrible person. Peter Parker's aunt also works with Martin Lee. So there's a really cool relationship there between them. But nobody knows that Martin Lee is Mr. Negative. So it's it's a really fantastic thing going on there. So I'm so glad they introduced this character in this game. Uh, Miles Morales is also popping up in this game as well. Spider-Man's costume has some cool updates. Yeah, the white chest. Yeah, the white I like chest. It. I guess there's like a science behind it too. Like the white is like heavily armored and then the red is a little bit armored and then the blue is more flexible for the costume and the suit. Very cool. So you Smart. get some really cool stuff. And I guess at the beginning of the game he starts off with his original like Dicko kind of costume and then he gets defeated and then he has to upgrade his costume. So Cool. Super pumped for this game, man. Yeah. That's super awesome. Pumped. Man, it's yeah. cool. Sit over your shoulder. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, man. You guys got to come over, man. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I'm not it's looking up at the down. hot toy. I can... <laughs> <laughs> the, the cool thing is, too, when you get to this trailer, because the big what uh, what if question is, or who could it be, is um, at the end, Spider-Man's taking on all this, basically the Sinister Six in a sense, but there's this bright light that shows up as Spider-Man's about to like lose this huge battle, and everybody's trying to wonder, like, who could this character be? Is it Iron Man? Is it the Human Torch? Is it Green oh, Goblin? Man. Like you just don't know. So this trailer kind of leaves you on like that note, like cool. what is going to happen? Awesome, ah, it's great, man. Um, you know, that looks super cool. And I was, you know, I was following E three a little bit because I yeah. heard there was rumblings that we may get a Superman game by Rockstar. That's games. right. Rock, who, rock, yeah, Rockstar, yeah. Rockstar, who does the Batman Arkham Asylum games and all those Batman games? Oh, sorry, is it Rockstar or Rocksteady? Uh, oh yeah, I think it's Rockstar. I think it's Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah Rockstar yeah. does uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He has to do that drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so dumb. That's <laughs> yeah, there's a huge the... hype for that game. Yeah. We've got the Arkham series, which is pretty cool with Arkham Knight. It closed out, and everybody's hoping it's going to be like a Justice League or yeah. a Superman game, and there's nothing. No. No, nothing <sighs> yet. Yeah. But, but uh... we did get some cool word of uh, Star Wars. They did announce the Star Wars game apart from the Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, which is like meant to be set between episodes three and four. It's called Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Yes, yes. Which, I mean, there's no gameplay footage, but I'm down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want that? Right? Yeah. yeah, it does sound really cool. Definitely. Again, I'm not a huge gamer, but I do I do go online and watch yeah. the, the videos. Oh, yeah, for the sure. Gameplay videos. Yeah. I watch all the ones from Battlefront from the, um, what is it? Uh, the EA Battlefront 2. Yeah, with the... the Death Squad coming out. Death Squad, oh, Inferno but... Squad. Inferno Squad. Yeah, I, I just Jeez. picked that up too. And that, God, the game's awesome. Yeah, is it good? The game's awesome. You, you have these different modes that you can play as, but you start off as like troopers. Then after you do so many kills, you get to like power up and respawn as like Luke Skywalker or Princess Leia or Lando. They just released new skins too. Yeah. So you can now be like the young Lando. You can now be like nice. the young Han Solo. Nice. And game's a blast, man. It takes place between um, episode six and seven, but closer to like Shattered Empire. Yeah. Yeah. We nice. need to have games night. Oh, for sure. I man. agree. We say to you, me, Izzy, the whole crew subjay ah anybody in town yeah i agree after summer after summer yeah we have some time definitely well you know we gotta get into grabs this question but you know there's a perfect game for us to play but maybe we should yeah i think so i think this is a great segue into grabs question for this week now the reason that we didn't answer it last week is because troy Ah. the gamer of the three (laughs) of us wasn't here and it does focus on entertainment options now grabs writes here star wars marvel and dc aren't just comics novels and movies there's games for each franchise i personally learned most of what i know about star wars from playing the west end game version of star wars role-playing game i've never played that interesting tabletop i'm guessing so i'm not 100 percent sure maybe grabs and clarify that it didn't end there I still buy the Final Fantasy RP books for Star Wars and also play multiple tabletop board games set in the Star Wars universe. I've looked at a Marvel and DC themed board games, but I've not pulled the trigger as of yet. My questions for you this week are, what Star Wars or comic-based video arcade or board games have you played? What are your favorites? 
what's the strangest franchise themed product you've purchased? <laughs> Do you collect trading cards from any of the franchises? Lastly, what's the least important collectible you own that you just can't seem to part with? <laughs> All right, man. This is, uh, this is a load of questions. Full yeah. slate of questions Ooh. here. So let's start from the top. First, I guess we should say, Grabs, thank you very much for emailing in another fantastic question. We love this part of the episode. But halfway through, we get to break down some thoughts here. Yeah. But guys, okay, here we go. What Star Wars or comic-based video arcade or board games have you played? Now, Troy, you could list off probably a ton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit. Quite a bit, man. Um, what, what are some of your favorites here? Instead of going yeah, through the whole Instead of going through all of them, but I, I love X-Men Legends 2. It came out for so like, the Xbox good. 360. With Apocalypse? With Apocalypse, yeah. You yeah. get to see with your buddies, four players. Like, man, you can't go wrong and with that And you can be Magneto? You can be Magneto. It has the RPG elements. You can pick your costumes. Like, love that game. Oh, I just man. played that the other day. Like, really? I love that. Oh, yeah, I love oh, it. I, I had that game. I gotta find it again. I got on my PC, man. Let's, let's do this. All right, let's do it up. Let's do this. Um, yeah, that game, I love the old school Super Nintendo Sega Genesis game, Maximum Carnage, oh Spider-Man and Venom. God, yes. They made the sequel where it's two-player. Hard-ass game, but it's super fun. Loved it. That was great. Super Star Wars, Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Super hard games, <laughs> but extremely fun. Knights of the Old Republic, obviously. Rogue Squadrons, they know what I'm talking about. Like They love that series. I love that series. Knights of the Old Republic is just fantastic. Uh, part one more so than part two. There's there's plenty of them out there, man. I, I love uh, Spider-Man: Web of Shadows as well. It's underrated, but that's like my favorite Spider-Man game nice. out there for the PS3. Yeah, Tons. awesome. I honestly have not played a video game like a, a <laughs> Star Wars video game since probably I want to say like Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like I want to say like Rogue Squadron or something like that for Super or, or PC. It was definitely, I never had PC stuff. Okay. So it was definitely, I want to say super or like early Xbox days. Yeah. It was definitely an X-Wing game. Okay, so or, it's probably for like a GameCube with a 64. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rogue, I don't Rogue know. Rogue Squadron. I think it's, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They made a couple. That's a big series. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the only thing I've ever really played <laughs> in nice, any depth. Nice. I'm not a big gamer guy. I never right. have been. Yeah. And as far as like board games go, mm. I have like themed monopoly star wars themed monopoly nice. marvel themed monopoly which i love my daughter loves playing with like the little figures yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other big thing that i'm into with regards to board games is i've got marvel and star wars trivia pursuit Ooh. Nice, which nice. i want to do a round on one time Definitely. and just kind of go through like each was just one episode maybe detours or something nice okay, and yeah. just kind of talk through the trivia because that's something sitting down and going through it's a ton of fun. And Sick. also, there's Catchphrase. It's a huge game I like. Okay. We like playing with our friends. I got a little Millennium Falcon version of it. Nice. It's all nice. Star Wars themed catchphrase. Oh, let's do it. Which let's is a ton it. of fun as well. Awesome. Awesome. So for me, I used to play video games a lot, but I just haven't had the time lately. Um, the one game I'm thinking that we should all play, like get like Izzy, me, you, Troy, Tim, Sanjay, everyone in, <laughs> <laughs> is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of this game, Tim. No. So it's like the X-Men Legends game. So it's pretty much a roster of what, like 30 Marvel heroes? Yeah. Takes place in the Civil War. Takes place in the Civil War era. So you can choose either like Iron Man's team or Captain America's team, I believe. Yeah. And um, you go in and you just complete missions and you just like, it's like an RPG game and you go and you battle and you level up and it's got everyone oh, yeah. from like Moon Knight. Yeah. I think Luke Cage is even yeah, in it. Deadpool. Deadpool. Venom. Venom. Uh, and they had downloadable characters, which unfortunately, because the own, or the rights, the rights got reverted back, uh, it was like Carnage, Magneto, and Juggernaut. Yeah. But you can be the Hulk in it, Silver Surfer. Yeah. Iron Man, Captain America. That one's super cool. It was dope. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember that's like one of the few games like I passed 
like from beginning to end like in like a day or two like yeah. i just like played Killed non-stop it. yeah and the first one's really good too i see i like the first one more but the graphics are way better in part two yeah yeah, yeah. and ah. you could be the hulk in part two yes that's yeah. right um dc the one game i really love i don't have part two yet was uh dc injustice gods among us i have yeah yeah so good so it's basically it takes place in an alternate universe where the joker kills lois lane superman goes crazy he's like never again i'm never gonna like i i've been so lenient on you villain so he goes and kills the joker and he pretty much becomes this dictator yeah. so like battle lines are drawn like wonder woman joins superman's side and batman has has to work with like green arrow and so it's amazing like the the roster has like doomsday oh, in yeah. it uh harley quinn green arrow batman and the comic book was massive oh that yeah all this is it goes on for like four or five years yeah and, and joker really effed up superman because lois was pregnant that's like, right yeah he laced like this kryptonite so like superman was hallucinating so with like a scarecrow killed. toxin that's right and superman actually killed so this, this sounds a lot like, and I think we've discussed in the past, what Batman for Superman was pointing at. Yes. Yeah. And the definitely. idea that she is the key. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they've pulled from that in Justice League as well. Definitely. Absolutely. And him yeah. going nuts in that nightmare cool. sequence yeah. is probably a little bit along the lines of this, eh? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Inspired sure. by a video game. Absolutely. Sure. And Arkham, the Arkham series, of course. Of course. Yeah. You got Batman oh, yeah. and the Arkham games were amazing. Um, such a good, such a good series. I love those games. You know, some of the old school games, I can't think of any right now, but, like, I remember, like, playing, like, uh, like this isn't, like, a uh, comic book, but The Simpsons. Oh, I love that. The Simpsons video games were so cool growing I up. I like, play those. Simpsons, the beat-em-up one? beat-em-up. Simpsons Hit and Run, where it's, like, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> but it's The Simpsons. That one was pretty awesome. good. Or the arcade one, where you, they had, like, the giant one, where you, like, the press buttons, and you could be Marge, Homer, Barter, Lisa. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I played that one in Florida a lot. Oh, oh yeah. I actually passed that one in Vegas. Like, I went when I was in 21, my parents took me, and I, like, me and my younger brothers had like 20 bucks and quarters and we just stayed until we passed the game. It was pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. You'll never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you guys ever been into trading cards of any sorts collecting? I, oh, as a little kid, I had uh, just the Marvel cards. You yeah. used to always collect the Marvel cards. You flip the back. It had the power levels. Like Absolutely. Hulk was off the charts. Spidey had the high intelligence. Mr. Fantastic had the high intelligence. Yeah. It showed you like... Spider-Man's web shooter, how we designed it. Miss Fantastic had the the ultimate nullifier, or I forgot the name. Oh of his yeah, name. yeah, it is ultimate nullifier. Yeah, you know, so it had all those cool things. The artist that drew the character, like a whole like Wikipedia, you could say on the character in the back of the cards. Cool. Some of them, if you combine them all, made a big puzzle. Yeah, they're dope. Do you remember the ones? I think it was like earlier than that, where they actually had like their fight counts. Yeah. So it's like how many they won, how many they lost. Yeah. And like Apocalypse, like almost never lost yeah. and stuff. Like that was really cool. Cause it was then, like the Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. It was... <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. <laughs> that was really cool with the power levels too. Cause growing up, you'd be like, oh, Spider Man's not stronger than the Hulk. And then you like pull up the courage. You're like, well, Hulk's a nine and Spider Man's a five. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would like break it down too. But like if you're a five, you can like lift like this many pounds. If you're That's nine, right. you can lift like this many pounds. If you're two, you can like. It was pretty cool. Like those, Loved those it. were awesome. Loved I never it. did any of the trading card stuff. Oh, okay. like, I was a baseball card collector for a bit, okay. but yeah. never really anything with Star Wars or Marvel. No, there was quite a few guys that collect like Star Wars proper cards and that. Ooh. And I think going back to the '70s and all that, that's a big collecting focus. Yeah. But yeah, it was never for me. I don't know. And now one of the last few questions here that he has is what. What's the strangest franchise theme product you've ever purchased? <laughs> um, I have some Batman v Superman underwear. Yeah, I don't know if that would be considered. Um, <laughs> I, I like the strangest thing. You know, this one thing I would say would be Action Comics five ninety two and five ninety three. 
I only got it because I thought the storyline was hilarious. So pretty much if you don't know what the storyline is for that, um, there's this new villain. I think I can't remember his name, but he like makes something in Superman's mind where he turns him kind of evil in a way, but not really. And then he ends up sleeping with Mr. Miracle's wife, Big hmm. Barda. And he films it, and his whole plan was to, like, release the sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah, so his whole plan was to release the sex tape to, like, besmirch Superman's good name. I don't think they ever go through with it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I just picked it up because I read about that. I'm like, that's freaking hilarious that that was in a comic book. So, yeah, the cover's, like, Superman and Big Barda making out, and Mr. Miracle's like, Superman, that's my wife. What are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's really weird. So Whoa. that would be my weirdest, that, like, that franchise. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think of something weird that I've purchased. Now, surely in the bins in the back room, I've got something really strange. But I guess maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of loophole this one a little bit and combine it with his last question about what's the least important collectible that you own that you'll never part with. Now I'm a big collector of the cups from Cineplex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like they're stupid expensive. Like it's like <laughs> I don't drink pop or anything, so I'm like, can I just have the cup? And they're like, do you want us to put something in it? I'm like, put water in it if you want, but. They're like, okay, that's $14, please. I'm like, ugh. But I just can't not buy them. Like, I'm a completist when it comes to the cups. I was really disappointed they didn't have the Cinebex cups for Solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Around. So I've got all the like, the Star Wars ones from the Disney era. I've got every MCU one that's ever been put out. Wow. But it's something, like, compulsively that I have to buy. But it's a part of my collection. I'm like, do I need this? Yeah. yeah. No. But am I ever going to stop? No. And am I ever going to give them away? Absolutely not. So we have a huge collection upstairs, too, of buying <laughs> two of them that we drink. You know, they're great. They're great. But they're kind of, I'm not going to say they're strange, but there's something that, because I, I don't do a lot of food stuff. Right. Like, I do have, well, maybe I do. I guess I have boxes of cereal and stuff. <laughs> so there's a theme weird one that I've got that, you know, I ate the cereal and I just have the boxes stored in the back. I don't know what I'm ever going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Will I throw it out? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> but that's kind of like a, a weird themed thing. Or Like, I know people do cups, but I have a lot of cups. <laughs> I have all the Subway cups from The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Whole, I went. I don't even really like Subway that much anymore, nope. but I went to Subway like nine times to get all the cups. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, I don't know. What's, what's something weird or kind of not super important, but you'll never give, get rid of? Uh, I don't know. I think for the... I don't know about the weird one. I think the, the weirdest thing I probably ever got, at least as a kid, was um, a Spider-Man. I got a Spider-Man toy with a, with a bike. And just as a kid, at a young age, I was always like, this is so weird because Spider-Man does not need a bike. Like, of any hero, Spider-Man and Superman should never have a bike. Yeah. You know, that that was just weird with me. Even uh, the recent Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, they gave him a bike again back in, like, 2014. Weird. Still didn't learn the lesson. So I thought that was kind of weird. But apart from that, that's that's about it. I haven't actually gone out there and purchased anything. Maybe that young Thor, I really don't like that figure yeah. that I have from the uh, Build-A-Figure Hulk wave. But I'll never get rid of it. But yeah. I just I don't like that figure at all. Of yeah. all my yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I got a whole bit of Marvel Legends that I don't want, <laughs> right. but I'll never get rid of them. Yeah. So I'm like, because yeah. you always have this in the back of your head, like, what if I get rid of it and then it's worth like five hundred dollars? They make a movie of some obscure character. Yeah, and that's oh, not man. that's not why we collect for the money game. Yeah. But at the same time, I always have this. I have a literally a box. I'm like to give away. Yeah, and it's like all Marvel stuff that I look at. I'm like, I don't like this. Someone bought me like a cooler. 
like a like a kid's lunch kit. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need this. But it's yeah. a bit. I'll never give it away. No. 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 So it's no. kind of. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um. Yeah. Uh, some of the other like weird things I have. I remember as a kid, I got these toys. Marvel did this like Halloween crossover, like for toys, and they're a little bit bigger. And there's like a Wolverine who was a werewolf. Oh. So he had like big claws and he was like, uh, his suit was being ripped and he was being turned into a werewolf. There's like a Spider-Man who was like a vampire. That sounds super familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. yeah. The and, zombie crossover they've done. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah you, you can see the fur coming off his Yeah, car. absolutely. Like a yellow yeah. Jim Lee costume. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was Shit. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, super random though for that to be out there. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff I would never get rid of that are kind of useless. I guess I just kind of got into VHS tape collecting. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> just going to VHS. That, that is it. That is <laughs> Crabs, that is the winner. She's going to VHS a man that is, that is yeah. currently collecting VHS. Yeah. I love it. I well, love it. I, you know, some of those stuff is expensive. When I went to the horror convention, some of them were going for 15, 20 bucks each. And they, weren't even, they weren't VHS? even that much when they first came out. Right. Oh, man, they were super expensive when they first came out. Like, remember, they were like 100, oh, 100 yeah. bucks for one at the time. Yeah, Titanic was expensive. It was double, double disc. Yeah. Double but, cassettes. But, like, back in the early 90s, because, like, not everyone had a VHS player, like, they were like. 80 90 bucks for one like it's it was insane. insane um yeah you know like a movie like Ma- like <laughs> matrix or terminator like i have like i'm gonna get it on 4k so i'll have like the 4k one the blu-ray the dvd and the vhs and those side by side yeah I, you know i it's don't know actually like i still have the star wars now they're star wars yeah yeah the, fair the original yeah. trilogy oh yeah yeah, these guys yeah. and ones. on uh the special edition in that yeah but I, that that is I'm declaring that one the winner. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh I've been collecting VHSs my whole life. It's no recently 2018 started collecting VHSs. You never know when they're gonna make a comeback, guys. Like true, just in case. Look yeah. at records. Yeah. How many? You know, all the true. people got rid of all their records, and now the there's, but there's a sound to records, yes. right? Yeah. The sound. That's yeah. the difference. Some people say. And I can buy into this that records sound better than digital. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't honestly say <laughs> that a VHS looks, looks better, better than 4K. I, I can say, though, VHS for gritty 80s slasher films, it's like the way they were supposed to be yeah, seen. Yeah, I can appreciate that. But the 4K, you don't want to see Friday the 13th on 4K because that would just look ridiculous. Yeah, that is a problem sometimes with updating to super high definition is that films that do look better on kind of pixelated or shitty screens. Yeah. They do not translate well yeah. into high definition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, maybe I'm gonna have to get like a VHS player now because I don't even have. A I just literally just gave away a 13 inch TV that had a built in VHS player. Who I think I got one. That? I think I got a VHS. I'll bring it. Yeah, bring it. yeah, yeah. My man. Yeah, there I got you. you go. There awesome. you go. Get Dude. you updated real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troy's electronic shop. Yeah. Just dealing, wheeling and dealing here on the it's podcast. It's going to cost me something. Got this He's hot like... new VHS player. <laughs> the latest thing in technology. Yeah. I'll finally get rid of this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> A wireless controller. <laughs> what? I don't have to get up and change the channel? Oh, man, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> brilliant stuff it's gonna go right next to my fax machine yes oh i got this i can send you a text message with paper <laughs> all i need is a phone line that no one owns anymore and my pager yeah. all right guys grabs as always you've incited a bit of chaos on the podcast but that's why we love your questions yes. they take us off in those directions that we would never likely to go. And we look forward to your question <laughs> next week and inciting very similar types of chaos here. But now we're going to get down to brass tacks here, down to the 
business of the podcast this mm-hmm. week, or the focus of the podcast this week, I should say, and that's the DC Extended Universe. We spoke Woo! a bit at the top here about our excitement, our anticipation that is building for this franchise. It's had a rough start. There's no denying that, and that is well documented. <laughs> <laughs> Please see episodes one through one hundred and twenty-three. No, I'm yeah, kidding. <laughs> no, we've been we've been really good to DC recently, and. It's because they keep giving us stuff like this. They know how to tease. Patty Jenkins is doing wonders here with her viral marketing. She has gone out basically using Twitter to build anticipation for this film, releasing official photos, not through WB, not via a conference call to shareholders. This is going <laughs> out to people and connecting with the fan base directly. Now, she was the first one to reveal this WW84 title. We've mm-hmm. all taken this now as being the title, Wonder Woman 84 being the setting and the title. I absolutely love it. I yes. think it sounds really cool. I agree. And now we've got three official photos, two from Patty Jenkins and one from Gal Gadot herself. Let's talk about this first one that Patty Jenkins released. Now, this is an odd one to mm-hmm. throw out to fandom right away. And this is an image of Chris Pine's Steve Trevor. Now, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, spoiler alert, the dude blows up in the end of it. What? <laughs> and also that film takes place in like 1914. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a real Captain America effect here. Now, you can get away with Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's a powered goddess. That's easy to explain. Now, Steve Trevor, who was a common man, he was a bit of the damsel in distress <laughs> in Wonder Woman itself. He did sacrifice. He was great in the film. I love Chris Pine. Absolutely. What do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of him apparently appearing in 1984. Well, I'm kind of hot and cold with this one because I felt like one of the best things in Wonder Woman um, was the fact that they actually committed to killing uh, Steve Trevor. But I really liked the character and I really liked the chemistry between those two before they did it. So it was earned, that death. I really appreciated what they did there. But now you're bringing him back, which is cool because I like that character. But at the same time, like, well, you know, it's kind of, I don't really like that effect where you kill someone and you bring them back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't think it's like his kid or his offspring of some sort or anything like that, you know? So it has to be the original character coming back. Um, looks great. It's just, that's my only concern is like, we're doing like, I guess it's a comic book film, but we're killing someone and we're, <laughs> yeah. we're bringing them right back. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they do it. How do you think they did it? I have no idea. Yeah, actually that's very much, pretty much my thoughts. Like, as you said, it was very well earned death and it really brings some weight to that film and really makes Wonder Woman go on her quest to, you know, become the hero and the heroine that she becomes. It all depends on how they do it. And, you know, with the Greek gods involved, you know, that could be coming into play. Uh, We still don't know who Pedro Pascal is playing. um, The guy from uh, Kingsman 2. He was in Mm -hmm. that. I think he's in a bunch of other stuff too. Probably... He's a pretty famous actor. <laughs> I'm sure he's been in something. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have his IMDb page up. But uh, some people are speculating maybe he's playing um, Hades. Cool. So the Greek god of the underworld. And maybe he's making a deal with Wonder Woman. Another thing I got to think of too is, you know, in Justice League, when everyone's saying we got to bring back Superman, we got to bring back Superman, Wonder Woman was the one person who was against it. And she was saying, let him rest in peace oh, yeah. so maybe Retconning. yeah so maybe with steve trevor coming back maybe he's not quite the same and maybe wonder woman's like look i've seen this happen before with steve trevor you know so maybe that's gonna play into it a bit as wonder woman's gonna you know because she was so set against that and everyone's like diana like this is our only option to beat steppenwolf and she's like no leave him alone so 
I don't know. Maybe maybe Steve Trevor something happens when he comes back as well, and he's not not quite the Steve Trevor we remember. I don't know. Maybe maybe they bring him back in the Lazarus Pit. Yeah. Oh. He, does he have like a white streak of hair? In his, did I or did I just look at that picture? No, wrong? I think no. it's just the I'm lighting. Just I think that was the rogue picture you were looking at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. All right. Yeah. No, we'll see how they do it. I'm interested in this because I agree with you guys. I think that they they did well with that storyline in Wonder Woman, and does that in hindsight or in retrospect take away from Wonder Woman if you bring him back in this film? And I guess the question I'm going to throw to you guys here is: Does this film need Steve Trevor? Does it need a male lead? Does it need someone like this that is from Wonder Woman's past to kind of help, I don't know if you want to call it fandom or whatever, walk their way into this movie and not have to set some sort of barrier for entry for another character introduction? Or do they spend as much time with explaining how he comes back as they would introducing some other character, whether it be male or female? Like, do you, do we need Steve Trevor in here? Like, like I agree with you guys. Great character. Chris Pine's great in this. He was, he was really well done in that film, but do we actually need him? Yeah, I think it depends on like what the story is. The context of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because going to your angle, when you mentioned if he comes back and then he's a completely changed person and that kind of leads into like what we get in Justice League, then I like that angle a lot. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, definitely throw it in there. But if it's not that angle, then yeah, we, we, we don't need him. I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman did super well in the box office. We don't need Chris Pratt now, or sorry, Chris... Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Chris's. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need uh, Pine, you know, to, to sell this movie. Because, I mean, he, he helped out, I think, a yeah. little bit with that last film. But you don't need him if that's mm-hmm. the case, if that's what they're going for. Well, one of the things that one woman jumping in the timeline here loses is her supporting cast. Right. You yeah. lose whatever Warriors 3 or Helen yeah. Commandos that she had. <laughs> you lose Eddie Candy. Yeah. You lose Chris Pine's character. So you have to reestablish her. Now, you could run with her as being a rogue as Solo. But you need to have someone that she can play off of, an ally of some sort. Now, whether they pull from the comic books or, like, we'll talk about in this next photo, what we think the storyline is going to be about. But she does need someone to banter with, someone that she's allied with. And I think that the movie in itself, Wonder Woman, their their interaction was really well done. And even with the side characters, Etta Candy was a nice presence in the film as well. Mm-hmm. So they need some of that levity. Because Wonder Woman, yes, she can execute some of the comedic moments and we don't need it to be full of this, but we do need a bit of that to relieve from what could be quite an intense story. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point about her needing like a, like a character to banter with and like having a buddy. I was thinking going in, that was going to be Kristen Wiig's cheetah. Cause mm-hmm. she doesn't turn to Barbara and Min- or yeah, Barbara and Minerva doesn't really turn to the cheetah in the comics until later. Like they build up a friendship they're okay. they're co-workers and you know they're buddies and then she turns and then that like makes wonder woman a little bit like you know taken back by it like oh my friend got turned into a villain uh so add some weight to that uh battle scenes so i was thinking that she was going to be like they were going to be just like the two of them you know learning about like modern culture and stuff like that but i guess if they're bringing steve trevor in maybe maybe they won't go with that angle maybe she'll be like separated from uh diana See, I, I like that more, though. Mm-hmm. That's something I never really thought of because it makes it so it's not just like a freak of the week type thing. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to drop this villain in here. Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen the success of the last couple of Marvel films about the impact of having a very strong villain. And DC mm-hmm. has always excelled at this, when, particularly when you look back at the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, yeah. Is that having it, and even Man of Steel as yes. well, mm-hmm. having a strong villain... 
And that's something I think one of the few weaknesses that we picked at for Wonder Woman itself is that the villain itself was kind of like, eh, sure. Pretty throwaway. Yeah, yeah. mustache-wielding kind of dude. Yeah. So having something like that and building a relationship first, which allows you to kind of enter into this frame of, yeah, she has a character that she can banter with. Kristen Wiig will bring that levity, potentially, based off the character she's or character she's played in the past. Mm-hmm. But having her flip halfway or three-quarters of the way through the film, I think that's really cool. You build yourself like a Thor Loki type vibe. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of have it turn on its head a little bit. I like that a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? This could always uh, turn out to be Steve Trevor's, maybe like a ghost like uh, Pa Kent was in Batman v yeah. Superman or, or uh, you know, something like that. Like maybe she's like going to do something and she's thinking, well, what would Steve Trevor say? Like, look at me now and stuff like that. Nah. Or like a memory, like in the picture, there's an ice cream cone in the corner. And in Wonder Woman in the movie, she has an ice cream cone. And when she's going off to fight with Steve Trevor. So right. maybe she's walking through the mall, she sees that ice cream cone, and then she sees like the ghost of Steve Trevor. If oh, you will. okay. Like the Captain Stacy effect. In yeah, exactly. Horrible, amazing Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, he does look rather confused in this photo. Now, mm-hmm. what would be interesting is if we watch this progress and if we see Steve Trevor in any set videos or if Chris Pine, you know, is on production for three, four months. Then he's got a big role. Absolutely. If he's kind of doing his thing in two weeks, we know, okay, maybe it's a bit more of a ghost or something like that. Right. Yeah. A kind of a, a memories and just trying to link up a bit more. Because that's going to be the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. Is linking Wonder Woman to her original movie, Justice League, and this. Because you've kind of gone backwards, forwards, and now you're going back again. So right. there's nonlinear storytelling. They have to have some links to give the audience, okay, I remember that guy. I remember Wonder Woman. Right. You get you have to have some familiarity to it, mm-hmm. and this could be one of the ways they I, do. I it. guess his costume looks more in tune with the eighties, though. Too, That's true, it? yeah. As opposed to in the fourteenth, there. That's mm. true, yeah. Very interesting yeah. to see what they can do here. So we'll wait and see how this progresses. But the other photo that was released now this comes from Gal Gadot herself. It is a brilliant photo. I absolutely love it. Now, it's her with her back turned, but we see her face, the reflection off it. And she's looking at, I think, 12 monitors here. And very with various different things off, everything from a dude in a cowboy hat. It's probably... Um, Dallas. Dallas, show? yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a plane here, a bunch of different looking things. But it looks like surveillance to a degree here. Yeah. And if you go back a few episodes, when we first start, started talking about Wonder Woman 84, Sanjay had a great pull on the storyline. You want to elaborate on that one a bit? Yeah, so the storyline is Brother Eye, where it's this computer system or this computer program where they monitor the Earth and they kind of... You know, it's up to Wonder Woman to kind of defeat it. And, you know, very Orwellian 1984, yes. the book where it's the surveillance and the government like watching your every move. Yeah. And I think this photo speaks directly to that. Absolutely. And the colors and I love the colors in it. And it feels like, like you said, that Orwellian, that 1984. Like, I think this is going to be really cool because that storyline, I absolutely love it. I 100% agree, especially with what's going on today. And, you know, it's more relevant today than yeah. it was in 1984. This would be such a cool way for DC to kind of like stand out and be like a more serious uh, storyline. How that's going to fit in with Cheetah? Because we all know she's the main villain. I'm not sure, but maybe they're setting up something where... Is she the main villain though? Oh, yeah. I don't know. This conversation we just had. Yeah. She may be by the end, but it looks like this brother I thing is going to be the main villain, if you will, the antagonist for at least the start of the film. She's going to take down Batman because Batman created... um, It's not going to happen, but (laughs) Batman uh, created Brother Eye. 
originally, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, if the Dark Knight, look at all those computer screens that Lucius Fox had to delete. Uh, Watchmen, you had Adrian Veidt with the all the computer screens, and he's watching or TVs monitors watching it. So maybe that's a little bit of throwback to Watchmen as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. Maybe it is Brother Eye, and Barbara and Minerva helps her throughout the whole movie, and then at the very end, she turns into Cheetah, and then that sets up Wonder Woman three. Yeah. I love that. Cool. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Build that, seed that villain. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And you know, the really cool thing with DC, what they have is their Suicide Squad movies. So, you know, you can't kill villains anymore because how cool would it be to see Cheetah pop up in Suicide Squad 2 or maybe even the Legion of Doom, which they teased at the end of Justice League? Well, see, that's the cool thing. Like, not, not necessarily Suicide Squad, the movie, but <laughs> the fact that you can just reboot that, literally. Like, yeah. you can be, um, who's the, who's the lead? That puts them all together again. Amanda Waller. Exactly. Yeah. You can be yeah. here and be like, we tried this once and it failed, but yeah. we're literally now getting a new brand of um, expendable characters oh, or, absolutely. or villains, right? You and don't they have do to use the same cast. Oh, yeah. And they do that in the comics all the time. Exactly. And that's what keeps the storyline in the comic fresh is that, okay, we'll pull from this villain, this villain, this villain, this villain. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's exciting. So don't kill any more villains, DC. Yeah. You Listen already snapped Zod's neck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all heard about that one. <laughs> it's the right move, by the way. Yeah, I agree with you. If you go back to our discussion on that, I agree that was the right move because that set up Superman's eventual arc going forward. Oh, but anyways, yeah. they didn't really play to that. <laughs> another time, another story. But the last image here released by Patty Jenkins was our first costumed look at Wonder Woman. Man, this costume looks great. I love, love, love the colors. Yeah, this is the this is my favorite right here. I love this. This is this screams Wonder Woman, and and not only does it scream it, but like Gal Gadot is just embodying the character. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's very like Iron Man two. You know, when Iron Man like donned that armor again for the second time, yeah. you're like boom, like th- there's nobody else that could be that character. Yeah. Same with Gal Gadot. Um, I I love it with the with the gold, the red, and even her hair now has more of like that bounce. That, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Wonder Woman has, you know. Um, man, I, I'm I'm excited for DC. But it's a little toned down because I get excited for every film and then I'm kind of left. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, going off of uh, Solo, um, I lower my expectations. And that's just the new thing I'm going to do from now on because I actually like Solo a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of helped. I'm going to go in with lower expectations yeah. for not necessarily Wonder Woman because I did like Wonder Woman 1. But going into Aquaman when we get there, I'm just going to lower it. And hopefully I'm just uh, blown away of it and I'll, I'll ride that wave. Hopefully it blows you out of the water. My no, man. yeah. <laughs> there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i echo your sentiments um about the costume uh bbs it's a little bit more muted the colors yeah uh justice league i think it was like the other way it was too bright and i think this is just like the perfect in between the two yeah and this is the costume i want to see going forward in the wonder woman 3's justice league 2's this is what she's got to be wearing yeah. yeah well you think too and it's something that up until this point i would didn't really recognize this is her fourth outing as wonder woman yeah, yeah. And since 2016. And has their music grown on you any yeah. more? No. What if that they was... do like an 80s synth music with like her theme? I have to see how that plays out. <laughs> I just I just don't see her as the... I know you've just or justified it, just as leagued it. <laughs> In the past with some of the stuff from comic books and rock and roll. I just... I just don't like it. I, I, I can't get on board with it. Yeah. I want, it was very subtle in Justice League. It was. Very yeah. subtle. So I like that a bit more. Yeah. I want them to get away from it a little more. Let's try something new with Wonder Woman here. In the 80s, you know, because there's so many cool sounds in yeah. the 80s. I want to oh, see how yeah. they remix that, that tune. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be a great soundtrack. 
I hope so. They should yeah. like be like, hey, James Gunn, what are some songs? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's get to the last topic for this evening, for this recording, and that is sticking with the DC Extended Universe first looks Aquaman. This film comes to us this year, December 18th? Uh, 21st. 21st. Close, close. Almost had it there. (laughs) Entertainment Weekly has traditionally given us our first looks at the Marvel films, Star Wars, and now we're getting it from the DC side of things here with Aquaman. There's a cover, brilliant looking cover, and there's a few photos inside which details and gives us our first look at some of the villains, some of the Aqua family, and some of the behind the scenes production, what they're doing to make this film look good now let's talk about the cover here first we've got arthur curry we've got nicole kidman and i need the name here <laughs> amber heard amber heard no not the character names oh mira, mira and uh, queen atlanta and arthur curry yes. or aquaman and they're sitting here and aquaman he's looking very jason momoa-esque he's wearing like a jean jacket underwater love it love it <laughs> <laughs> well the female characters do have their costumes on but i think the importance is is once you go beyond the cover now the first one we're going to talk about here is an image now we'll we'll kind of retweet these or put them up on the website or something like that so you guys can kind of walk through these with us but mm-hmm. This is probably the coolest image, and that's the behind-the-scenes photo they have here. They have James Wan sitting next to Mira, Ocean Master, I believe, in the forefront, and Arthur Curry and Aquaman there. James oh, Wan no, is sorry, that's actually Volko, uh, Volko. William Defoe. So he plays okay. like an advisor to Aquaman, and he's oh, like okay. the, he's a secret mentor. So he's not supposed to teach Aquaman about his powers, but he goes behind the king's back and does it. Okay. Yeah, because he is cut out of Justice League. That's right. He's he supposed to be in it. Oh, okay, well, okay yeah, so right. he is making an appearance in this. Yeah, their hair all looks kind of the same from the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing about this is that you have James Wan, who looks very tiny next to all these big humans. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you look behind him on the production set, they're using lighting for it's not all cg Mm -hmm. so they've got these big lights streaming in to give you that perception of being underwater now we haven't seen any footage from this thing yet as to how they're going to execute the underwater imagery and the underwater dialogue but this gives me real big hopes that this is going to look really cool because even the set itself very practical it's not like they're walking around on a green screen and they're Mm going to fill in everything in behind because it looks pretty cool. What are you guys' thoughts on James Wan's here? And looking at the kind of the production photo from this set of photos we're getting at Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, I really love it. I mean, it's going to be a broken record for me here. But I think it looks really cool. As you said, the practical stuff. Uh, James Wan already came out and said how they're going to talk underwater. They're just going to talk normally, he said. It's kind of like Little Mermaid. They just talk in the animated movie. So why can't they just do it in Aquaman? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's really cool. They're going to throw in the special effects. And I actually think some of the stuff in Aquaman or sorry in justice league the uh atlanta stuff looked pretty cool but i think this is gonna even look even better i think james Wan, you know he's gonna knock it out of the park and that's why we're we've waited so long to get the trailer is because the special effects are so like this movie is so special effects heavy that they're gonna add stuff and like you know the lights will make it more practical as you say but they still gotta add like some water bubbles oh and yeah whatnot they yeah the kind of a smudge across it to make it look like they're underwater yeah but the lighting in itself, I think that's probably a lot harder to do with CGI because you're trying to project something. Now that they have this down there, 
you're getting the proper lighting when you're shooting the characters. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. What are your thoughts, Trey? Yeah, uh, pretty cool. The, the earlier one you were talking about before was the entertainment cover. Yeah. 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 I'm still not a fan of those ones. It's not just a DC thing. Yeah. Pretty much, I don't think there's been one entertainment cover that's necessarily blown me away. I, I don't know why. They always look very heavily photoshopped. Oh, yeah. Kind of out oh, of for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the James Wan stuff going on there looks pretty cool. I'm, uh, again, I, I'm, you know, I'm holding my. Um, yeah. My, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited, but I just I just got I just gotta see it when it happens. And, yeah, and I'll let you know from there. But um, it's gonna be pretty cool. You know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, it's nice that they have color in the film. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I hope that we kind of get like a cool kind of thing, like what um, Man of Steel did. In in some ways, you could have reversed Man of Steel for Aquaman. You could have had those same kind of events kind of happen if you swapped it. Like, yeah. if we had no Superman, but Aquaman was like the first like superhero oh, okay. to kind of come on Earth do his thing and he failed and yeah. the earthlings look at him a certain way like man this guy's a horrible thing and then the underwater world doesn't want him either so he has like no safe place on either yeah. side like yeah i don't know i just i want to be blown away by this movie because i do like aquaman especially what jeff johns did oh that's such a good run you know what i mean yeah. and i just i just don't know what we're gonna get here yeah, yeah. just don't know well going through this i think they're they're trying to frame up a bit how this film is gonna look mm-hmm. yeah because the next photo here is aquaman face to face with patrick wilson's ocean master this brother brother, yeah Yeah. so this is a very colorful photo as well it looks like they're maybe underwater but their hair is very particular (laughs) but i like this again we're looking at i guess the ocean master he is a bit of an antagonist to our aquaman in the comic books at least oh yeah yeah so he's the brother he's full atlantean so he's like i'm the rightful heir to the throne of atlantis but aquaman's the older brother and so he's only half atlantean Mm -hmm. so they kind of battle and you know in this movie uh, james wan said like his motivations are pretty pretty realistic so he's kind of mad at the surface world like we've been dumping pollution and like ruining the oceans for a long time and he's saying enough is enough guys like we gotta save ourselves we gotta protect ourselves so he wants to go up to land and take you know like stop the humans from polluting Mm -hmm. so that's his main goal that's his main ambition and aquaman or arthur curry has to kind of stop him and say hey no don't kill all the humans kind of thing just do whatever they want to us yeah (laughs) (laughs) now so we have him as a potential antagonist or maybe thor loki type i don't like always going back to that but i always like it's such a good relationship Yeah. yeah but we also got our first look here at black manta yeah now, before the podcast, Sanjay, you yeah. committed to saying this name because traditionally <laughs> I'm very bad at it. All right. Let's see if I got this one. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. There you go. Yeah. So he is playing Aquaman's, I think, greatest nemesis in yeah. Black Manta. I would say so. Yeah. Say. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have some big history, those two. Oh, it, yeah. this is the most like intense history I think I've ever seen in a comic book relationship like this is like batman joker but like i even think it's next level so what kind of happens is i don't know if they're going to do this in the movie so this isn't a spoiler but it's kind of a background on the character um aquaman is battling with black manta's father and he ends up actually killing his father so aquaman kills his father which is pretty like superheroes never do that and then in retaliation black manta gets back at aquaman by killing his son so you know they have some major beef going back and forth. Like that's Joker Batman yeah, stuff right definitely. there. <laughs> the, the helmet too is interesting how they yeah. pulled it yeah. off because that helmet can be pretty wacky, you know, oh, in yeah. the real world. And I kind of like what they did because it looks like that old kind of traditional scuba diving yeah, gear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, you're a fan. I'm a fan of Young Justice. Oh, man. Season two has a ton of Black Manta stuff in it. So if they even put, like, if he's even half as good as that character was in Young Justice, this is going to be the best villain DC's had in a long time. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, is he super powered in the comics or is he more like an Iron Man? I'm getting kind of like an underwater Iron Man vibe from this character right now. I don't know his power set. I know he can handle his own against Aquaman, but I don't actually know his power set. I think he is that. Pretty much an underwater Aquaman. Like, I don't think he Iron ha- Man. Uh, yeah. What did I say? Aquaman. Oh. <laughs> he's pretty much an underwater Aquaman. <laughs> he's a land Aquaman. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's pretty much an underwater Iron Man. He's got, like, missiles and lasers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, with the helmet, right? Yeah, yeah. so the helmet does shoot, like, a giant red laser. Yes. Okay. So that's some cool imagery if it's, like, kind of dark out in the ocean depths and he has, like, the red laser yeah. coming through. Very Vader-esque. And then going yeah. back to, like, your Suicide Squad, if you have him and Deathstroke together on the right? squad, like, ah. Oh. Jeez. Oh man. Or like you know, you got the Legion of Doom right, forming. You got Black Manta, uh Joker, Lex Luthor, Deathstroke. Like they're they're putting together their villain team pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with you. Yeah. All right. Well the next photo here is something taking us a bit away from Atlantia, Atlantis. <laughs> and we're going to I guess Earth at some point here, and we've got Mira and Arthur Curry on shore in what would be, I guess, their civvies. Now, these look, I guess, quite modern. Um, I'm not sure when this is set. Like, is this set around Justice League, after, before? Like, is this a, like an origin film of sorts? Has he gone back to Atlantis? Uh, so this actually, I think it takes place like a week after Justice League, okay. he said. So it takes like place like right after Justice League. And uh, he's saying, you know, Justice League was just like a weekend in Arthur Curry's life, but oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend it yeah, was! Partying. <laughs> but I mean, this is going back. There's he's going to be like a kid in this for at the beginning, and it's going to show like his whole life. So I think for the most part, it'll take place after Justice League. Nice. Yeah, I like there, that. Yeah, there is a throwback here image to what appears to be kind of the prequel part of this film, and that's Nicole Kidman's character mm-hmm. holding what appears to be a small Arthur Curry. Yeah, and we've also got the King of Atlantis played by. Django Fett himself, yes. Tamir Morrison. Nice. So this this image here, I, I think that's what it is. All right, that's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I think it's so, kind yeah. of going back and retelling the origin of Aquaman in kind of the forward-going narrative of the DC Extended Universe, which I think is the, is the right way to do it. He's yeah. like the king of fathering like badass kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And clones. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Clones with a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> he must have had a busy Father's Day. Yeah. 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 All those clones. So many clones. <laughs> so many clones. <laughs> Did you guys see, I don't know, this one This one came out like a day after, but it's the throne room. So it has like seven statues of seven kings. It's underwater. And on the left side, you have giant sea horses or sea dragons, as he's called in armor and the other side is sharks in armor and they look to be like set to battle have you seen that picture yet it was concept art wasn't it no no they actually showed an actual still from it yeah yeah i haven't seen that one interesting i'll have to pull it up for you guys after the podcast that uh that sounds quite intense little maybe a little much sea sea dragons and sea sharks (laughs) (laughs) no and then the last photo here that that we'll discuss before we kind of get into a little bit of our anticipation for this film itself is i guess aquaman must board a russian ship at some point we got an image 
I think way back when they started production of him hopping onto something in his big tatted up self, like we've kind of been making fun of him a bit that he just showed up to set one day and was like, I'm ready to film. Yeah. Let's do this boys. And they're like, we have to, you have to go to makeup and all that. Or they're, Oh, how long have you been to make? No, I just, I'm I'm here. I literally just walked through the door. Just wake up. (laughs) Just rolled in. Yeah. (laughs) But no guys, like, so now that we've gotten our first look at Aquaman, we're anticipating a trailer. Like we thought we'd hit, we'd see it and we're discussing it this week, but yeah, Hopefully within the next week or so, we're going to see a trailer. That's usually how these things roll out is we get the first look on Tournament Weekly. We get a trailer and we can kind of really start to get the feel for this movie's going to be. From these photos itself, Troy, I kind of know your opinion already, <laughs> but how are you feeling about Aquaman? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 50-50. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta see, I'm definitely going to see it opening night, so yeah. I'll see it with you guys for sure. Nice, um, nice. And, and we'll see from there. Again, I'm just, I'm just holding down my expectations a little low. Yeah, little low. That that and Venom, I'm just kind of chilling. And not it's not because they're a pick. It's just those are the two films that I'm. Just, <laughs> okay, throw just some shade at me. All right, I'm not gonna go see Wreck It Ralph too. Then right. you're, you're in trouble now. Yeah. your child yeah. now. <laughs> not gonna win this one, eh? Sanjay, thoughts on Aquaman? You know my thoughts. And this is a ten out of ten. This is my most anticipated movie of the year. I think I said this from day one. And to be honest with you, this is. You know, if I had to rank the next three DC films coming out, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 84, and Shazam, I'd actually put Aquaman number one and Wonder Woman number two at really? this point. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I'm James Wan. I'm a big horror guy, and he's done so many great things with horror. Like The Conjuring. He did Saw. He did so many great movies. Everything he's done, I love. So you throw him in, Aquaman's a character that I love. I'm ready for this. Yeah, because he doesn't toss out garbage. You're right. His resume is nice. Yeah. 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 He yeah. doesn't have any like stinkers in there. Yeah, you're right. So if anything has me excited for this film, I'd have to say it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good call. Because he did the best Fast and the Furious movie. Well, the most successful. Was that six or seven? Uh, I think seven. The one that made like a billion dollars. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of Fast and Furious films. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah. for me with, with regards to Aquaman, I'm excited for it. I'm a, The only thing that worries me a little bit is if they go way off the deep end. Now, when you're talking about sharks that are armored up and seahorses that are armored I'm thinking, okay, yeah, if it's in the background, fine. If this is a big battle, ah, that kind of worries me a bit. I want this to be a bit more of a personalized story about Aquaman himself. I like to look at the, the main villains, maybe a potential antagonist and his brother. I like where they could go with this story, really develop the characters around Aquaman, build that environment, build that foundation of the character before you toss him into another Justice League film. Yeah. That's what I'm excited for. I don't want a CGI mash fest where it's just like sharks and this and that. Oh, let's <laughs> do throw this and bombs and whatever. I want this to bombs be... Bombs underwater. Yeah, I want this to be a focused... <laughs> Aquaman story. Yeah. I don't want it to be an Aquaman film that's padded with a whole bunch of CGI. That's mm-hmm. not what we need right now. No. So, no. that being said, I'm still excited, but Wonder Woman is at the top of my list. Those few photos that have gone out have got me really excited, especially that that computer screen one. Yeah. That was yeah. such a I think perfect it's photo. really really cool. And you know, looking at the DC extended universe here as we wrap up, next year or within the next, I guess, year or so, we've got Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman 84. So these are three films that really need to work for DC. And two mm-hmm. of them so far, I'm pretty stoked about. The first one we're getting at the end of this year. Nice. How are you guys feeling about the DC Extended Universe as a whole right now? We'll start with the positive or start with the <laughs> negative? Who would, you, who would you want to go first um, here? How I'm feeling about it? Uh, I'm, I'm coasting, man. Because yeah. the thing is, I still don't see a game plan. The only studio out there 
that seems to have their ish together is is, is the MCU. Like, these guys have a game plan, and they know what they're doing. Star Wars is still pretty new. I know we've gone four Star Wars films, and it sounds <laughs> weird. Star Wars was new. It is, because it's with Disney right now. It's, right. it's a whole new game, so it is still pretty new. DC, though, has been at it for a while, and I'm still not really confident in the direction that they're going. I'm going to go out there and support their films. I'm one of the people out there that did like Justice League, but I still don't like hearing news about we got two Joker movies that have nothing to do with each other. We got a Nightwing <laughs> movie today, and we have... I, you know, a Flashpoint movie tomorrow and then it's gone, you know, yeah. like, it's just all over the place. I wish it just wouldn't announce anything and then just hit me every year with a Comic-Con and then I'm like blown away and stick with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm still 50-50 with DC. You know, I think a lot of those things, Warner Brothers doesn't actually put out, like people say like, oh, I heard a rumor they're making this movie or, you know, they're in talks with this and then that stuff gets leaked out, you know, like the Flash movie or like Nightwing, whereas like, I'm sh- like with Marvel, Black Panther had been in production for like, what, 10 years? Or, like, a long time. And then, like, we didn't hear anything until, like, it was, like, concrete, okay, we're making this movie. You know, so, like, yeah. I think Warner Bros. has to work on their leaks and, like, stop the rumors. Because, like, it, you know, as a as the biggest fan of DC, it, it is frustrating because, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to see a Flash movie. Okay, wait, no, I'm not. Okay, Flash exactly. is going to be the Flashpoint. Okay, no, it's not. And that's just normal part of movie making. It goes through many revisions, many edits, many directors sometimes go in and out. Do we, though? Because, I mean... Marvel, I, I I see what you're saying, but yeah. Marvel will tell you, like, we got a Captain Marvel movie coming out, yeah. and you bet it's coming out when they say it's coming out. You know, yeah. they got this actor behind it. Nine times out of ten, we got that actor or actress behind it. Yeah. They got that director. The biggest thing they had was, like, the Ant-Man stuff, and we can kind of forgive it because really? we saw where the MCU was going as opposed to where that movie was going, where it didn't really fit in. But when you have, like, not even just, like, movies dropping, you got, like, actors that don't want to necessarily be in that role anymore. Yeah. One day they want to be Batman, the next minute <laughs> they don't want to be Batman. And, and that's another thing. Like, where is our Man of Steel sequel? Like, this yeah. is crazy. Like, we don't have a Superman movie. Yeah. It's just, it just blows my mind. And then we don't even have a proper, we've never even had a standalone Batman movie in the DCU. That's like, true, yeah. For me, the only thing that's like concrete is is Wonder Woman. I think that's the only thing you don't mess with. Anything else is like gone today, here tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff, yeah, as you said, like a lot of stuff comes and goes. So, you know, I think hopefully at Comic-Con we get some more concrete evidence. Like, <sighs> I hope so. It would, you know, and the thing that would be really nice is if people would just like, in regards to like Ben Affleck, is he Batman? Is he not? Right. You know, at this point in time, he said he's going to be Batman. Let's just assume he's going to be Batman until we hear otherwise. Like you can speculate all you want, but in my opinion, he's the Batman until, you know, um, the director comes out. I forget his name. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves comes out and says, look, he's no longer my Batman. Cause yeah. there's been so many fake and false rumors about DC. It's like every time you go online, there's like some new story. Like Someone's like, he is the Batman. And someone's like, well, I speculate that I don't think he is going to be the Batman. And then, like, you go online and there's, like, thou- like hundreds of news sites. Not hundreds, but, like, every news site is like, Ben Affleck is no longer the Batman. And it's like, someone just said that was a rumor and now it's been taken as but, fact. But, it, but it's, it's Ben Affleck himself. Like, like Comic-Con, we talked about Comic-Con when he's like, are you going to be Batman? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman. And I, yeah. I, I still wasn't even sold on that performance that he made was like, yeah, I'm going to be Batman. And then Justice League's around the corner and it's like, are you going to be Batman? And then he says something like, I'm looking for a clean way to get out. Well, and it's the, like, the, what's the going way, on, man? Yeah. <laughs> the way they can stop this, though, is yeah. for WB to come out and say, Matt Reeves is directing the Batman. It comes yeah. out in 2020. Exactly. And Ben Affleck's starring in it. Yeah. Boom. Or not. Done. Yeah. You put all those rumors to bed. Absolutely. So I'm going to walk to kind of the fine line in the middle here. <laughs> is that I'm going to say cautiously optimistic. You know, I've probably been the most negative on the films mm-hmm. that we've watched and I've seen them progressively getting better and I can see them putting the effort in and getting the unique 
creatives in behind some of these films when you're talking about Patty Jenkins and James Wan. We're seeing some diversity in there. We're seeing a female-directed superhero yes. film. So mm-hmm. that's important steps that they're taking. Now, the next big step is whatever they do post-Jeff Johns with him exiting the roles that he's been in at DC, bringing in someone to helm this ship, and taking what appears to be two of their... I wouldn't say biggest, but currently biggest players in their franchises and really focusing on getting a good story that's well-received, that looks great. And I think based off of these initial photos, I think we're going to get there. I do have a little worry about Aquaman right now, but Wonder Woman looks like it's on the right track. So my whole thing, my approach to DC Extended Universe is cautiously optimistic. I'm open-minded and all I'm really looking for is for you to knock me to one side of the fence or the other. Yeah. And they've got two <laughs> movies to do it. Yeah, yep. fair enough. They've got Aquaman and they've got Wonder Woman. Well, there's still Shazam oh, yeah. that comes out in March. That's not going to move the needle for me, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. I Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm predicting... prejudging. <laughs> Tim's in a good mood right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's about time that we end the podcast. The yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, it's been an absolutely great discussion. I'm glad that we finally got to focus in on discussing some stuff from the DC Extended Universe because mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of news lately. There's been a lot of Marvel, a lot of Star Wars that's been coming out. I've kind of been wanting to talk more about DC because I feel like it's getting short-shipped in the podcast here, but that's just because there's not a lot to talk about. We're starting to see it. We're starting to see the builds of Comic-Con, and I can't wait to get this trailer discussed and break it down in a little bit more details. But until really we get any more information, at least for this week, guys, I think that's about it for the podcast. Now, if you'd like to be a part of this show in any form, anyway, you can always email us at thenerdorm at gmail.com. You can hit us on Facebook or YouTube, and you can always grab us on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. One thing that we do have to pump is Sunjay's weekly video release. Now that goes up on our YouTube page, (laughs) The Nerd Room Podcast. Settle down, (laughs) fangirls over there. I'm married, okay? He talks about his weekly pickups every Sunday that goes up, so make sure to go and check that out. And we're still waiting for Tim's. You know what? I got the lights the up. Yes. I've got it's it's done. Yeah? It's done. Okay, so nice. you, you know what's gonna come first? Man of Steel 2 or Tim's Nerd Room video? <laughs> I'm building anticipation. <laughs> and we and we need the sequel. We need the long awaited Troy the Boy. Yeah, now that you got there. your hot toys. Yeah. I know, now I just need a shelf. I need a home for it. Yeah. 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 I'm kinda, I need I've a kind of number got, two. Yeah. yeah, I've kind of got a DC vibe here. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. There's only two Joker films. <laughs> Anyways, you can also hit us up on everything we do on the nerdroom.net and the starwarscommonwealth.com as well. And make sure to go check out everything that everyone at the Star Wars Commonwealth is doing. There's been some fantastic stuff, some real hard looks at Star Wars fandom, even coming from quite a few of the podcasts about what it looks like right now, what it all this means for fandom and where it lies. Like it's a very interesting topic that I've heard a lot of great discussions on. So make sure to go check out everything that's being done at the Star Wars Commonwealth. And that being said, gentlemen, it is time for us to end this podcast. So until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sunjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, 
Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabres. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.